It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, Jay King, welcoming you, thanking you for listening, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating us. If you haven't, please do uh, leave a nice comment, spread the word, let people know about the Locked On Celtics podcast. Uh, we're here to guide you through the last bits of news as we head into the dormant time, the August month that uh, everything goes dark in the NBA. And Jay, uh, the last bits that people asked us yesterday about the signings and why they weren't official and blah, blah, blah. Well, today they're official. So (laughs) all of that, the shrug emoji we talked about yesterday, it it was answered. (laughs) It's all the shrug emoji was answered. So now what that means is Jalen Brown, Demetrius Jackson and Ben Bentel, the three draft picks, cannot be traded for 30 days after they sign their contracts. Tyler Zeller can't be traded till probably December 15th, although depending on how they use their cap space, it might be January 15th. And yeah, the Celtics no longer have any cap flexibility, any real cap flexibility at least. So if they do make a trade, they'll have to match salaries with within the parameters of the rules. So, yeah, that's that's the update on the trade front. That's the update on the signing front. Shrug emoji, baby. Shrug emoji. All right. That's the news. Good show. Thanks. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. No. We, we're <laughs> we're going to – we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and let's start we'll, – we'll get more into the signings there. Let's start with the flagship show of the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA. And the Locked On NBA podcast had uh, Rob Mahoney, who is one of the great success stories from our blogger point of view, that had like much like uh, Zach Lowe, you Jay, you have guys who have blogged and and great writers who started out on their own and have risen up to. Please, 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 please don't put me in the company of those. I'm putting guys. you in this. I'm putting you in there. You're you're a blogger success story. Uh, Don't disrespect those guys. <laughs> poor, poor Zach Lowe should never be never be mentioned with me. Hey, by the way, I just want to give Zach Lowe a little shout out. Uh, just re-upped with ESPN, and Deadspin had a little story on that. It really wasn't sure how his career would would shake out because he was one of the Bill Simmons boys, but uh, ESPN held on to him. And there was a rumored bidding war between them and Bleacher Report. However, it worked out. Where the him. losing bid was was allegedly a million dollars per year. Whatever that is, so, good for yeah. him. For for people graduate who of the don't Celtics know, blogosphere. Yeah, for people who don't know, 
Uh, we know Brian Robb is at Celtics Hub. That used to be Zach Lowe. And that was that was Zach Lowe up until like a few years ago. So he used to be at Celtics Hub. He used to be Celtics Hub. And I, there's a certain sense of pride, for me anyway, to see someone who was blogging get to that level. Someone who carved out his own niche and, and rose to that level. It's a very non-traditional way to do it. Usually, yeah, and he he yeah. did it all because he was awesome. He's great. You know? and that, that's the coolest thing about today's landscape is that if you're good enough, people will find you. You, you. you can get that platform, whether it's through Twitter or creating your own blog or whatever it might be. People can find you. And that's what happened with Zach. And now it looks like he's a millionaire. Yeah, so, really. It's To me, it's awesome. the equivalent of instead of going to college and AAU and all of that stuff to get drafted into the NBA, you just kind of play ball at one of the parks near the practice facility. And the coaches sort of notice as they drive on their way to work every day, this guy who's an awesome basketball player, and they just say, hey, I've seen you play a lot on this playground. Why don't you come try out? And lo and behold, he's still awesome. So that's how I kind of view guys that make yeah. it from the blogosphere into kind of like how, kind of like in Blue Chips when uh, Nick Nolte's character went to recruit Shaq's character Neon Badeau, and it was in like some weird, <laughs> weird gym in Louisiana. Right. So that that was that was Zach Lowe and that That's weird Zach Lowe. gym in Louisiana just dunking all over fools. Also, could apply to Brian Mahoney, who's with Sports Illustrated, SI.com. And is is doing a lot of great work with them. Rob Rob Mahoney, Brian Mahoney's the AP oh, said, writer. I'm but... sorry, I said, did I say Brian? <laughs> sorry, Rob Mahoney. Rob. I got it right before. Uh, so you can say that about Rob Mahoney. <laughs> I'm totally not editing that out either. Um, but Rob, Gotta keep that. Rob, I'm keeping that in. Uh, so many writers. God, it's, that's how much reading we do when you get your Mahoney's confused. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta get your, your Mahoney's. When you get your Mahoney's confused, you, you're reading a lot of internet. But Rob Mahoney with SI uh, just joined the Locked On NBA podcast. Wide ranging uh, interview, about an hour long podcast. If you don't subscribe to that, you should because being a Celtics fan is being an NBA fan. So go check that out. If you don't know how, it's very simple. Go to our Audio Boom page. When when we tweet out the link or post the link, just go to the Audio Boom page. Right on the left-hand side, there's the Lockdown Podcast Network. You got all of the shows, every team. So when the Celtics play New Orleans, you can go to the, the Pelicans, Lockdown Pelicans, and, and listen to a podcast and kind of catch up on that. Same thing with Spurs or just most of the NBA at this point is represented and by the time the season gets underway we hope the entire NBA is represented but the locked on NBA podcast is the flagship show they had Rob Mahoney on and uh he talked a little bit about the Celtics the question was who do you think the biggest challengers are to Golden State and Cleveland in the west and east and Rob said Boston in the east but for an interesting reason I mean, in the East, I think it has to be Boston just in terms of they're not a threat right now, but I think Al Horford 
in his current state is still a really good player. You know, maybe he's not at the end of his contract, but for this coming season, he's going to be a good player for them. And they have the mobility to make another deal. And I think that's what you're kind of looking for in terms of how would you potentially challenge the Cavs? Because the talent base on these other rosters just isn't going to be good enough. And you see the same thing in the West with the Warriors. So I, I would go Boston in the East. I think, you know, so much of what they struggled with last season was, you know, you could trap Isaiah Thomas so easily and they didn't have the complimentary playmakers. They didn't have a guy who could, you know, whether a short roll or kind of stop at the high post, who, who could really kind of facilitate for them if you took away their one trustworthy ball handler, really, and that put them in a tight spot. Horford is definitely that guy. And, you know, when you have the picks, when you have a lot of young players who are attractive to other teams around the league, you know, maybe it'll require a bit of a roster overhaul, but I think they have the potential to, to move upward more than pretty much other te- any other team in the East. Okay, so Jay, this is really interesting because Boston's not necessarily a contender now, according to Rob, which I think we can all kind of agree on. But as we've been saying all along, they are in a great position to become the contender, to become the true challenger to the Cavaliers. Yeah, and I, I think, I think a- anyone would agree right now that there's only one real contender in the East, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. And basically the Eastern Conference for the past six years has been either you have LeBron James or you have no chance. And it's going to be like that again, I think. But (laughs) right now, people around the NBA see the Celtics coming and they see the formation of this, a great team that is forming. And the only question now is when is it going to happen? When is Danny Ainge going to either A, push his chips into the middle of the table, or when is he going to let this team form by taking the the 2017 draft pick from Brooklyn, the 2018 draft pick from Brooklyn, cap space? Like, they're going to make a, a, they are going to be a great team at some point. It's just when. And when's that going to happen? And yeah, it could happen as. I mean, it could happen this summer. It could happen by trade. Who knows? I, I I would doubt it at this point. I would I would really doubt it. I think, but it could happen. Anything could happen. And, and yeah, of all the teams like Toronto, how are they going to get better? That Toronto is what Toronto is, which is a really good team that's not good enough to beat Cleveland unless Cleveland has injuries. And the Celtics are a really good team that have pieces to get a lot better at some point and it's just when is that point man when is that point john (laughs) well that point won't be until mid-december and let's roll in the news that we talked about at the beginning of the show because now it becomes really relevant to this conversation the signings of demetrius jackson and ben bentel and jalen brown and tyler zeller now that has a direct impact on when news will happen. I think I think now I say this knowing that as soon as I say it, it'll become irrelevant because Danny Ainge will do something. But now it feels like August and September are safe. We Whatever Ainge might have been holding out for, it feels like we saw the rumors that... Although, I, I mean, it's still possible that they could trade like Amir Johnson's contract and uh, one of the Nets picks and 
maybe Jonas Jurebko and get salary to match something for somebody really good and enough going out to to make a competitive offer. So it's still possible. It's possible. But but yeah, having having your draft picks untradeable for 30 days and having Tyler Zeller untradeable until December 15th it it does change the landscape a little bit. It limits what you can do, I guess. Yeah, it does. It does. Of course, there is the possibility, but let's look at it realistically. The Celtics would need to trade away. And look, they, they could trade away, like you said, Amir Johnson, and then maybe Smart or Bradley or something like that could go in a deal. That That's all certainly possible. But... I think we've gotten to this point and nothing has happened. And it's hard to imagine that Russell Westbrook or Blake Griffin are going anywhere in the month of August. That Doc Rivers and Sam Presti have had their time to think about what they're going to do. They had their opportunity when teams were desperate. The teams that missed out on their free agent targets that might have been willing to pay big or overpay for something in a trade to appease their fans. All of that stuff that that there was a window for that and it's gone. And we've seen the reports that Westbrook wants to stay. And we hear people talking about cause, cause Rob in that same podcast talks about the Clippers being one of the main challenges, perhaps the challenger to golden state. So, I feel like with everything that's happened that, yeah, it's possible, but I think we've we've seen everything major we're going to see from Boston this summer. Although I will say the Russell Westbrook situation all hinges on what he does. If he signs the contract extension and renegotiation – then he's if he's willing to sign that he's staying in Oklahoma City. They are going to keep him in Oklahoma City. If he decides not to sign that, then all of a sudden that's saying, I know I could could make nine million dollars more, and I still don't want to do that to to spend one more year after this one in Oklahoma City. So then at that point they'd have to say, okay, we have to explore the trade market. We have no choice. He he's got a gun to our head. So it's all up to him, and and there are reports that that maybe he wants to stay and and obviously they're they're angling to to keep him and they want to keep him and they desperately don't want to lose Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in the same summer because holy god that would be destructive to their franchise and that that would just be a killer hit so they're yeah they're trying to keep Westbrook they they would love to keep Westbrook they're going to offer him the extension of renegotiation. But if he, if he says no, then they need to, they need to look into trading him. This and is why- that's still possible. Until he signs that contract extension, that's still a possibility for all the teams out there with assets, including, obviously, the Celtics. This is why I love Boston as a trade partner for Oklahoma City, because the Celtics have the picks that could make that happen the the way Oklahoma City was built was through the draft and through some dumb luck 
of getting the second pick and Portland taking Greg Oden. I mean, that if Portland's took Kevin Durant, then history is radically changed. You know, if the Celtics got the number one pick, we know Danny Ainge was going after Durant. He's a big Durant guy. He got fined for hanging out with Durant's mother. He's he's a guy that loved Durant. We know that. So this was <laughs> that's such a hilarious statement. By the way, he got fined yes. for hanging out with Kevin Durant's mother, and it's true. It's true. He was sitting it's with when, her at, at what the Big Durant, tournament or something. Yeah, when Durant was playing at Texas, Danny Ainge sat with his mom, the real MVP. He sat with his mom. And he got fined for having contact too close with a player that was still in college. That's that's a fact. So we knew. Now, back in that draft, I was big on on Greg Oden. I was, I was of the opinion that a lot of people were of the opinion. You draft the high potential big man. And... I was I would have been wrong too. If I was a GM with the first pick, I would have done what Portland did. But Danny Ainge would have picked Kevin Durant and everything would have been different. Anyway, I digress. The the fact is that Boston has the two most valuable things that Oklahoma City needs, not wants, needs to rebuild and become a contender again. And that's the Brooklyn picks and 17 and 18 because nobody aside from maybe Blake Griffin who has an emotional connection to Oklahoma, but even that, I don't know. No one wants to go and play in Oklahoma city and live in Oklahoma city. Okay. That's just how it is. So you need to draft the guys and sell them on that process and sell them on being there and being part of the family. Sam Presti's really good. He's very convincing. If you can get two transformative players, then all of a sudden... He wasn't that convincing with Kevin Durant. He wasn't. He wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> if you get those two transformative players in the draft and you become a contender, then we get into that conversation that we had yesterday and have had in past shows. Situation matters. And if you have two big stars, young stars in their early 20s, then free agents will want to go play with them. So if if Westbrook becomes available, then Boston is a guaranteed potential trade partner simply because they have the two things that Oklahoma City will need. They could just blow it up and have four top five picks, two in each of the next two drafts. That'll be massively important for them. So, but for now, as far as for now goes, I think August and September, I think those are safe. Unless, like you said, Sam Presti so, gets the word that Russell Westbrook says, nah, forget it. Are you saying they should trade both Brooklyn picks for Russell Westbrook? If if they get the if they get the extension and but they can at this point at this point they don't have the cap space anymore this the the extended trade the Celtics can't do that anymore they used up their cap space they don't have any left but they if, can no longer offer the extended trade wait so if Oklahoma City extends Westbrook the Celtics can match the salary right and still trade him still trade for him the bottom line is, we'll have to wait and see. So much cap 
machinations that are going on that we still don't even know what the specifics of the Celtics deals are or what what Russell Westbrook even wants before we can even get into all of this noise about trading for Westbrook. All I know is the Celtics will be a preferred trading partner if or when that becomes uh, something tangible. So we'll see about that. And I think going back to Rob's point in, in the Locked On NBA podcast, the Celtics has currently constituted not a contender, but once these deadlines start to fall, December, January, February, we've, we've got like three months of three consecutive months of deadlines. Remember, go back to the Rondo trade a couple years ago. That happened in December because that's when newly signed guys were able to be traded. And then if after all of this, Tyler Zeller is unable to, or if if Tyler Zeller was uh, signed to a deal that puts the Celtics above the cap, then he's unable to be traded until January 15th. Then that's a piece that the Celtics might have to wait. And then the trade deadlines in February. So there are a lot of little deadlines that we have to watch for as we move forward. And, but to put it all in a nutshell, as we, we wrap up this, this quick show, the signings that happened today, in addition to the rumblings of everything that have been going on, basically, realistically, mean that it won't be until December, really, at the earliest, that we'll see a, a big blockbuster trade potentially happen. Those rumors won't start in August or September, they could, but it's realistically December, maybe January, before we'll get into anything substantive for the Celtics making a big move. I don't know. I I, I still think with with Johnson and and Bradley and and those those picks, it's possible. If I wanted I really this, do. I could have. I would have just invited Kevin O'Connor on the show. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think it's going to happen. I I would be. Pretty stunned him. at this point if it if it does happen, but I'm I'm just saying it's not impossible. It, it's not like like not. Zeller and Jalen Brown were their only trade trade options, and Brown can be traded in 30 days. So, yeah, uh, if 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 a deal becomes available, and then who knows? It could happen. They but, can do it. Uh, yeah. They can do it. it they it's absolutely possible. can do it. It's possible. It's possible. But probable, I'm thinking it's more probable that this will go into the season. At least the beginning of the season, at least until December. We might get a nice Christmas gift of a blockbuster trade. But it's possible. By the way, happy birthday, Kevin O'Connor. So I'm going to throw that out there uh, since I I name-dropped him and busted his chops. But (laughs) that's, hey, happy birthday. Here's a joke at your expense. So <laughs> that I think I think that kind of covers everything today. So in a nutshell, to wrap this up, the Celtics have made some moves here. The signings are all official. There are certain deadlines along the way. It's possible that they could still make a move, but I'm pretty comfortable saying it's more probable. It's if I'm Ted Wells, I'm saying it's more likely 
than not that the Celtics are going to make a trade in December, January, February, before, rather than August or September. You had to bring up Ted Wells, huh? I kind of feel like it was like a little dig at Ted Wells. That's, my, just, little, just, just that's my little shot at up. Ugh. It's a little shot I can't at them. Believe, I can't believe he's going to get suspended four freaking games. Stupid, right? Stupid. Over what? Absurd. Over Absurd. We'll save that for the Locked On Patriots it, podcast. It'd be like if a basketball player got suspended 20 games because he didn't tuck his shirt in. <laughs> sort of. I and Look, I'm in full agreement. I'm in It'd be like agreement. if LeBron James got suspended 20 games because he didn't tuck his shirt in. Not just right. any basketball player. Right. LeBron it's not just any James. basketball player. Like LeBron. That headband was not regulation. You're out. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a sore subject. Uh Maybe we should do a Locked On Patriots podcast. It's available. Locked On is building a, a, an NFL network. If you're an NFL fan, that's great news. They are building uh, a Locked On NFL network. That is coming. That is happening. So stay tuned for that. So Yeah, so get get ready for Locked On Patriots. They'll, the Rain and Jays have... is just the beginning in Boston. We're going to get whatever. The locked On Celtics, we're going to get Locked On Patriots, and who knows what after that. So. Uh, okay, let's wrap it up. Let's we're we're done with this. Uh, again, locked on NBA. Go to our audio boom page. We tweet out the links constantly. Click on it. Go to the audio boom page. Click on locked on on the left hand side and go find locked on NBA. Or if you're on iTunes, just search locked on NBA and find that podcast with Rob Mahoney and and listen to the whole thing. Subscribe to them. Because getting that full knowledge of the NBA, really important for understanding Celtics opponents and the, and the state of the league. So it's not just us that you should subscribe to and listen to on a daily basis, which you should do on iTunes, Google, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You should do that. But Locked on NBA, because that gives you the full picture of what the league is doing. And then this way, when you go to work or go to the gym or talking to your friend in the car, when you're listening to us and we're making a point, you can turn to your friend and make a point that you're not going to hear on Felger and Maz because they're just spitting hot takes. You want to listen to intelligent stuff and turn to them and say something intelligent and now you look really, really good. That's how this works. That's what we're here for. So that's the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating us five stars. All of that stuff. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.